You're listening to Sex in Iceland with me, your host, Sigurdur, an Icelandic sexologist. Hey, hey, hey. So I am in Eyrabakki, which is in the south of Iceland. It's a very cute little quaint town. It's by Littlerun, you know, the biggest um, prison in Iceland and I've been uh, me and I'm um, here with my family and me and the kids walked over to the prison and they were like oh my god are there bad guys outside we want to see the bad guys and I've been working really hard on destigmatizing the bad guys so I've been like okay well they may be felons but felons are not necessarily bad guys and these I mean I have to say guys because this is an all-male prison um women are kept in a in another prison so i was like you know some people commit crimes out of necessity and poverty and difficult situations and maybe they had a really shitty childhood and they don't even have parents who support them and i've been working you know with my six and seven year old and telling them all these stories about um prisoner reform reformment no that's not the correct word anyway like rehabilitating prisoners like after they come out of prison what what are they going to do and how are they going to get jobs and how are they going to turn their life around and so yeah if you're driving here in Eyrabakki you can go to Rødahusið and get waffles or dinner you can go to Stokseri which is the next town and get lobster you can not visit the prison but I've heard that you know in some countries you can visit prisons but um it sounds very um zoo-like to me and very strange and you cannot do that here in iceland prisoners are in cages but they're not for your watchful entertainment um yeah so there's like a bunch of stuff you can do here i'm staying in the um like a writer's retreat lodge kind of thingy which is 37 square meters. Oh, probably not square meters. Fermetrar. You have square meters. So it's teeny tiny, a very old house, very cute and quaint. And I'm just relaxing. I wanted to talk about two things today. Firstly, I wanted to talk about body hair. Mm-hmm. So I shared on Instagram, um, my pits, my pits, my pits, my pits. Not my Brad pits, just my pits. And I was thinking about it, you know, I've been talking about body hair and I tried to um, take a photo of my leg hair, which I don't know, it just, it's not that long and it's not curly and I I guess it's not photogenic because I could not take a good photo of it. So it was kind of, it wasn't visible, you know. And um, then a reporter called me. She's like, okay, I want to do, it was actually my cousin. She's like, oh, I want to do this story about armpit hair and why um, armpit hair on women seems to annoy people so greatly and we just started to chat and it just went everywhere you know the conversation because we're talking about body hair on women which is heavily policed and um has these weird societal regulations think about it there's not a part of a woman's body and her hair that is has not some sort of regulation you know be it um cultural societal, political, you know, it's like, it's very strange when you start to think about it. Very, very strange. 
So we started talking about this, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, sometimes I shave my pits, sometimes I don't. I don't, it's not, it's not necessarily a conscious decision not to shave them. It's like, sometimes it's like, I can't be bothered. Sometimes I just forget. Sometimes I want to shave them. Sometimes I don't. It's all these things that, um, all these, these factors that go into it. But what I find really interesting is that it's treated like a public demonstration. If you don't shave, it's like, ha ha. See me, see my hair. Here I am. Bam. Guess who I support in politics? Or guess what my views are on society and life as we know it? Ha ha. Here's my pit hair. You know, it's like this thing. It's like it's so radical and it controls so many aspects of a woman's life. If you think about it, especially here in Iceland where you have this um, swim pool, swimming pool culture where you're always going swimming especially in the summer and mind you by swimming I mean going and sitting in the hot tubs and really not moving but just having a really good chat with your friend and you know often women are like oh no I haven't shaved I couldn't go if I haven't shaved or I need to bring a razor with me and be careful to shave because it's not really allowed to shave in the showers or not it's not it's not allowed So you'd have to do it like in the sinks and sometimes that's not even allowed. And then you'd have to shave in front of other women, which might be embarrassing or just like very inappropriate according to some swimming pool rules and some ladies. So it's all these things. It's all these, you know, am I going on a date tonight? Do I want to be ladylike or do I want to be clean or do I want to be prim? Do I want to be proper? It's all these questions just from body hair, you know, it's not or pit hair. And it's not celebrated. I'm not saying it needs to be celebrated, but, you know, just posing the question. So we had had this really long chat, got all fired up, and I was like, okay, okay, amazing chat. Okay, looking forward to seeing the story in the paper. And then I was like, wait a second. If I'm talking about representation, if I'm talking about pit hair, I'm talking about it needs to be more visible, less stigmatized, more freedom, people need to not just... People really need to mind their own business and not have all these strong opinions on whether women have hair or not. And I was like, what am I doing for representation? Here I am talking the talk, but am I walking the walk? You know, I'll go to swimming pool, sure. But like, do I need to do more? So I took a photo, as you do, in this area of social media, and which is what is actually quite, um, I'm not going to use the word awkward, but I guess it's um, like contradicting myself, is that I don't really, I'm not into selfies, I don't do a lot of them, but I have been doing a lot of them for Instagram. So it's kind of like Instagram is this thing that works on an algorithm that needs faces, and I don't want to work with other people's faces, I want to put my face on it because this is what I believe in. So now I have all these selfies, but I still cringe at selfies, so it's, it's weird, you know? It's weird being a sex educator in these times, day, and era. And I'm not sure I'm cut out for all this social media shit. But anyway, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. So I posted a pic and even got a really nice shout out from an Instagram account called Sex Positive, Sex Positive Families or just Sex Positive? Hmm, I'll need to look that up. Well, just, just check into Sex Positive on uh, Instagram and you'll you'll find the account. So, I mean, at least I influenced one person. So that's good, I guess. You know, 
more pits out there. But seriously. And I got so much hate. There were these guys. They were like, this is really disgusting. Just no. And they did the, um, the hashtag kill feminists. I hate feminists and all this stuff. And I'm like, exactly. It's a feminist declaration to have armpit hair. Is it a macho declaration to have pit hair? Is it a gay declaration to, to remove your pit hair? Or is it a declaration that you're a swimmer? Like, why is this a declaration? It's just your hair. Personal opinion. Personal choices. That's what it should boil down to. But it doesn't. And this is one of the things that we can change. Mm-hmm. It might seem small, but it's actually a little bit huge when you think about something that's so governed and so ingrained in people's mind it's so subconscious to just shave your pits and when you stop you're kind of just like huh, one less thing to worry about or one less thing to occupy, occupy my mind so I can just continue to be and think about all the important amazing things that I'm going to achieve today even if they're just like I don't know binge watching Seinfeld or something but it's, like, it's not like oh no I have to I must, you know? Why do you have to shave? Why must you shave? For who? Why? You know? It's just interesting questions when you pose those questions to yourself and you kind of go, huh, I'm not sure, you know? So, thought exercise for all you pit havers out there, whether you shave or don't shave. Oh, you know what I might try? Shaving one and then not the other. And then going to the local swimming pool or putting on a strapless dress or whatever and being like, ha ha, I fooled you. You thought I'd shave, but bam, I haven't. And then you're like, oh no, she hasn't shaved. And then bam, I have. It's going to be like magic or not, you know, or it's going to be totally super weird. But, oh, I'm working. Um, it's like a light brown, dark brown-ish sand. Ew, it stinks. It's a beach here in, in um, Eirabaki. Whoa, really, really strong smell of flowers. I don't know what they're called, but they're, I'm going to call them coast flowers. They're, they're really, really pretty. They're like, I guess, miniature gardenias, and maybe they are. But there's a lot of stuff on the, on the beach, like debris. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think, just seaweed. Yeah, and some chewing gum. It's just seaweed, but there's like a lot of it. This would be like a super nice beach if it were cleaned up and the waves just the waves just rolling in and you know, like I said, if we took away the seaweed, it would be super cute because it has all these weird textures mixed into it. And there are a lot of birds here, I don't know, eating something. And it's like black and dark brown and um, light brown. It's gorgeous, actually. Gorge. I just might have to take a selfie. Okay. The other thing I wanted to talk about is I am going to Mexico, like I have told you on another occasion. I'm just so excited about it. Still planning my trip, though. But I wanted to read you guys um, uh, like, a, like a letter I got. Um, what are you going to call it? Can we say it's a letter from a listener. Listener mail. Yeah, that's what the other podcasts usually say. Listener mail. So I'm just going to read this. I'm, I'm not going to obviously go into personal details of the sender. 
but this sender might be listening so you know here you're gonna get your answer and I'm just gonna send you a link to this episode so it's like hi I'm a Hungarian writer and thinker I uh yeah okay I plan to travel to Iceland if I have more money I'm divorced I'm a divorced Christian father my problem is in Hungary the salary is not the average salary is not that much the Hungarian girls and women are not in are not liberal and open for sex and relationships they want a lot of money for men. They are gold diggers. I am 50 year old, uh, sport. I am a runner and a cyclist. I'm into sports and I'm looking for one big community with open-minded women. What are the conditions in Iceland? And then it's like, um, in Iceland, uh, do the women like plural sex? Two boy, one girl, one boy, two girl. Swinger parties. In Hungary, every city has a swingers club. Um, how about polygamy? I like polygamy. My penis is 13 to 14 centimeters in erection. Is it enough to women in your country? Thank you for your answer and advices. Okay. Well, I just walked on some seaweed that seriously looked like a circumcised penis. That was too funny. Just like as soon as I finished reading the mail, I looked up and like it was like circumcised penis. Ooh, and whalebone. Hello. That's cool. I might have to take that with me. So anyway, my Hungarian friend, my hung Hungarian friend, ha ha ha. Um, uh, th- there's a lot to there's a lot to take from that email. A lot. Um, now I have not been to Hungary, so I don't know what the women in Hungary are like. But I'm guessing when you say gold digger. I'm not sure that they are gold diggers. I'm just thinking that they maybe want a partner that is financially independent and maybe um, self-sustainable and maybe because the mean average wage is low in Hungary and uh, it's not egalitarian as is Iceland. It's not, you know, women don't get paid the same as men. So I'm guessing maybe in Hungary, women kind of need to sometimes depend on men because they earn more. So if they're dating, they want to be able to know how much do you earn just when they're assessing you as partner material. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying you do what you need to do. And also, in all fairness, I do think that money is one of those issues that we do need to discuss in relationships. It's one of those things that I discuss. Like, I ask people um, that I've dated, I'm like, okay, so what's your financial status? You know, what do you earn? Do you have an overdraft? What's your whole financial situation? You know, because it matters. It matters on what you want to do with your partner, what you want to be able to do, and what kind of their... um, yeah whoa really sinking into the sound here what their like i said financial stability is and also you know do can they okay this bird is freaking me out because these are actually like the arctic stern and they will come at your ass and it's kind of circling around me so i'm hoping it will leave me alone um they will not come at my ass they will come at my head and i have seen them do that on some occasions so here's the thing people are allowed to ask about money that's the thing doesn't make them gold diggers it just makes you responsible for your your life you know that's the thing okay so that's the first thing second thing women in iceland some are financially independent some aren't some ask about money some don't it's different 
But Iceland, I mean, we have been marketed as this really liberal, have all the sex you want with every type of person you want all the time. And we've had guys come here who have been promoting Iceland and they've been like, you don't even have to take them out on a date. Just buy the ladies two drinks and they're yours. It's such cheap and easy sex. Okay. Yeah, I have a few issues with that. If we have sex with you, it's not like you won. We wanted to have sex with you. We chose you for some variety of reasons. And one big one might be actually the fact that you are, do not live in Iceland. So we'll actually be rid of you once we've had the sex that we wanted to have. That's one of those things, you know? So, I mean, coming to Iceland to score, to score some pussy, you know, to put it in layman's terms, might work out for you. I don't know. But it will most likely not be dependent on your finances, but more on your personality and respect and treatment of women in general and just, you know, people in general human kindness, I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm not going to be the one. So as regard and in regards to your penis size, um, Icelandic women do not have this internal depth gauge where like, aha, 13 centimeters erect, peep, 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 ding, ding, ding orgasm will ensue that's not how it works not in Icelandic women nor in any other woman in the world okay nor in any other vulva nor in any other vagina nor in any other ass for that matter people have different views of penis size and that's all right you can be the person who really wants a big thick penis you can be a person who wants a short thick penis, a long thin penis, a short thin penis, a flattened out penis, um, a circumcised one, an uncircumcised. You can choose one that hangs to the right or bends to the left. People are different. So are Icelandic women. So flashing your penis in a woman is not likely to give success to you or your sexual endeavors especially not here in Iceland, and I'm guessing not in other corners of the world either. So my friend, your penis measurement is not of help here, okay? In regards to having sex with multiple partners, you would need to ask aforementioned partners. I don't know, it's not, I wouldn't say that Iceland is a swingers paradise, you know? We don't have swingers clubs, we don't have sex clubs. But we have people here who have sex with multiple people at the same time. We have swingers here. We have polygamy here. We have polygamists here. We have all kinds of people. We have people in open relationships. But I'm not sure if you're arriving here, especially as a tourist. And I mean, you could put an ad, sure. You can maybe hook up with the BDSM scene, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how they are about outsiders or, you know, like new people or foreigners even. I'm, I'm not sure. Tourists, I'm, I'm not sure, you know. But you can find all these communities by um, just like usually connecting it to like fat life or if you're in the queer community, you can check out the queer community in each country. But it's not going to be like a, 
like paid sex here in Iceland, uh, like sex work, it's not like it is in some countries. Like it's not street corner, it's not certain district, it's not visible and it's not uh, I'm thinking it's not as easily accessible as it is in some countries but I must I might be mistaken but that's also because I mean I don't belong to that community and I have very little contact with the sex worker community because it's very underground in Iceland because it has to be because of regulations and stigma so complicated questions require complicated answers but I think to my Hungarian friend Think more about personality, being kind, being genuine, being um, being honest about what you want. So if you only want sex, be honest about it. You know, you can save up for a ticket to Iceland. You can go to the bars or you can start, you can go on Tinder and see if, you know, if anybody's up for it. And just be honest in your Tinder profile. Be like, hey... I don't have a lot of money, so I don't want somebody who's looking for money. I'm looking for sex with multiple partners. Hope to see you soon. You know, just be honest. It'll save people a lot of time, a lot of crap. And I mean, if you only have a couple of days here, hopefully you'll only get people who are interested that will answer your ad. And it might turn out that nobody answers your ad. What are you going to do then? You might hit the clubs and you might be like, hey, good looking. So are you in? interested in uh, maybe having intercourse with me or maybe you don't even want to have intercourse then you could be like I'm really interested in giving you oral sex is that something that would uh, pique your interest do you want to have oral sex with me you know really upfront straightforward nice kind respective and remember that you're not going to trick us into something. Like we own our own asses. We want to be able to control and take decision, make decisions for our own ass. So be respectful, um, get consent, be honest and be kind. That my Hungarian friend, I think has to be the answer I can give you. And for all you erect and non-erect penises out there who sent me uh, messages, I just want to tell you guys that uh, you are more than your penis. Your penis does not control the way that you have sex. You can have sex with a flaccid penis. Sex does not require an erection. Sex does not require that you insert your penis into an orifice of another person. You can have amazing, beautiful sex without even having your penis touched. And you can even have amazing sex with another person without that person touching your penis. Sex is so many, many different kinds of things and has all these different wonderful measures of what do you want to do? What do I want to do? And how are we gonna do it? So with that in mind, I hope that, uh, at least for some listeners out there, that this will bring you some peace of mind. And for all you non-Icelandic speaker, speaking people who live in Iceland, who are listening to this podcast, uh, me and Normith are going to be doing a live episode probably in August or September. We'll advertise it with the dates soon. Um, it's going to be in Icelandic. So if you want to brush up in your Icelandic skills... That would definitely be a good venue to do that and to just like look at it as an educational night out. 
but uh, until then I'm just going to continue walking this amazingly colored beach and uh, hope you guys have a wonderful summer uh, yeah alas I spoke too soon I was getting ready to end this episode and then papa new email Hi, I was waiting for your answer. Please write to me. Where could I find free love community or polygamous girls? In Hungary, it's very hard to contact women because they want donators and material sponsors and not sex or wedding. Iceland is better because the women live in good living standards. Aha, just as I had said earlier. Higher. I am also a writer. Thanks for the advice. I like make conalinkes and sucking with girl. Good night to you. Um, okay, so I mean, I'm not going to go back and edit what I just said because I'm just going to let this um, stick. But it's it's also, you know, you're asking me for advice, which is, which is fine. And, and thank you for the um, listener email. I love to get responses and emails and feedback and stuff. But, um, you know, it, it, it was the weekend and I own my time and you're asking for free advi- advice and I'll answer you when I can. And I'm doing that as we speak. So, you know. Be mindful that I also have a full-time job and a family and work and stuff. And I haven't forgotten you. It's just that I haven't gotten around to answer. Um, thank you for clarifying that you like cunnilingus and sucking girls. But um, I do feel for the women in your country, like I stated earlier. And uh, not all women here in Iceland want the wedding. Not all want sex. And some want material possessions. It's just up to the woman that you find. So again, my advice sticks even with this added new information. Um, Good luck to you. But again, honest, mindful, respectful. And um, just being an all-around nice guy might um, move mountains in your life, I think. So best to you my Hungarian Hungarian friend and uh, good luck this concludes this week's episode of sex in Iceland you can find us wherever you want to listen to your podcast and on social media I'm on Instagram and Facebook and on S-I-G-G-A-D-O-G-G dot com that's sickaduck.com see you guys later